Welcome to Wine, Spirits, and, and Witches. This is Monica. And this is Shauna, and we're your High Priestess for this evening. How are you today? I'm okay. I'm here. Mercury is direct. Thank God, yes. I don't really feel like I had a really horrible Mercury no, retrograde. No, wasn't too horrible. No, I agree. Yeah. I think a lot of people did. I know a lot of people, like especially right when Mercury went into retrograde, like a lot of crazy stuff blew up for a lot of people. Um, one of my apps broke on my phone, oh, wow. but I'm assuming that once it's updated, that will fix. So all things considered, I feel like I have come out pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah. Considering. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm good with it. We just had the full moon. That was really nice. Yes. It looked so great. So we had ritual last night and when I was driving to it, I was looking up in the sky at a red light and it looked like, I call them werewolf moons. Oh, wow. Cause you know, when it's just like this huge moon and yeah. then the... The clouds are, like, covering it, and you just see her, like, peeking through. Like, it so, was... So cool and magical. It really is. And there's, like, this meme online that I think is funny, but it, it reminded me last night because I wanted to take a picture of it so bad. And it says, I respect the moon not wanting to be photographed on your phone. Oh, yeah. Because it's, like, you see this beautiful thing, and then and you take this weird... It doesn't do it any justice. None. Yeah. None whatsoever. Right. But it was it was really beautiful. So I enjoyed that. Good. And I'm also enjoying, big surprise, White Claw. And I have my <laughs> beer tonight, believe it or not. And it's in a glass, not a 40, guys. Yes. So she went from gangster to sophisticated for you guys tonight. Just overnight. Just yeah. overnight with a snap of your finger. No, you would, you're a witch. You would have to, like, wave your wand or, like, twinkle, you twink, not twinkle your nose, wiggle your nose. Wiggle your nose, yes. You know, I Life used should to, be so easy. I used to watch that show, and I would try and practice wiggling my nose in the mirror. Mm -hmm. But then I realized when you watch it, she's just wiggling her mouth and oh, her nose. She? Yeah, she's. Uh, you can't see us, but we're we're very witchily wiggling our noses. Trying to wiggle our nose. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's not working. Yeah. No. I've been doing a lot of research on different goddesses and stuff like that in um, in relation with the spring equinox. And, you know, a lot of these times when you see these really light goddesses that are very like in relation with love or flowers and all these like really bright pretty feminine things that you find very unthreatening like have you seen what these bitches do when they're mad oh my fucking god mm -hmm. like they just they've got that side to them and you really don't want to fuck with them so instead of you know being like aphrodite or persephone where you get pissed off and turn people into plants you're like i'm gonna chop off your head and stick it in a fucking dog bed there you go while i drink my miller 40 <laughs> <laughs> yes indeed so it's just it's balance it's balance right right i agree so let's talk about spring equinox yes it's almost here it is and that is my favorite season, to be honest with you. Oh, that's awesome. It's because it's the season of rebirth. And like I said last night when we did ritual, um, if ever you're feeling low after the holidays and, you know, if you're alone and stuff, this gives you hope. It's the season, you know, there's always hope of new birth and rebirth. So there's always something to look forward to. You know, and it, I always love the little buds coming on the tree and the birds chirping the grass. Did you say growing. the buds or the bugs? The buds. Oh, okay, that I can yeah. agree with. I thought you said bugs. No, and you know, I just love the spring season. I loved it back east because you, we really had the four seasons back there. Here we don't, but it was so nice to to see that spring after that long winter. So I love spring. I love oh, yeah, it. but. I like spring. I, I mean, being born and raised in Los Angeles, um, I don't know if I experience a true spring right. that other people do. And I, I can't say that I've actually really traveled 
to any place that might have one while it's been spring. I feel like a lot of my traveling tends to happen in the fall or the winter. Yeah. Um, but I love when the sun starts to come out and it's not hot, but it's just a little bit warm. And it just like you see that the plants are happy. You see the flowers and stuff turning their faces to the sun and things are just a little bit more vibrant. And I get really excited because I, I like to garden. So yeah. I get really excited that I get to go and plant things and all of these, you know, you get to go to the nursery and there's going to be all sorts of new and exciting plants there to most to likely just kill. But, you know, try and plant. <laughs> try, to, try to keep them alive. Try. Yeah. So I, I really like it. So when we talk about spring equinox, it's also called Ostara, mm -hmm. which it's really funny. I have in my notes here, and I'm just going to say it right now, and it has like a big um, star next to it. Yeah, and it says, Sabrina fans, the green man has no interest in eating you. You're too salty. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if you've seen um, the new Sabrina show that's on Netflix. I have not. You know, the, fir the first season um, really bugged the shit out of me as a witch and as someone that has friends that are Satanists. Like, it bugged me because it painted this really weird and very inaccurate picture of both of those things. And then I had to take a step back and be like, it's, well, Hollywood. it's Hollywood. It's fiction. Like, you know, if I'm not getting mad at uh, Hocus Pocus for the way that they, like, you know, portray the Sanderson sisters, how can I get mad here? Right. You know, and that's where I tried to keep it. But... With that said, I do watch the show. I do like the show. I've gotten over myself with being all, you know, pre prestigious and hoity-toity pagan with it. Um, but in the latest season, spoiler alert, if any of you guys haven't seen it, like, fast forward a couple minutes. Um, they actually, like, so now there's a difference because they're, they're very satanic, quote, quote, in, in the show. Oh, so, wow. like, it's basically they just took everything that is Christian and reversed it. So instead of saying, for the love of God, they say, for the love of Satan. Oh, shit. Or, like, go to hell. It's like, go to heaven. You know, so it's just like that. Um, but in this season, um, they have now introduced pagan witches oh. so now you understand that there's a difference between satanic witches and pagan witches okay. at least in this world however the pagan witches um they're like vagabonds yeah they're like Robotting. vagabonds um kind of yeah that's the way that they're portrayed they like run like a circus and travel from town to town okay but they like roll up to like this town where sabrina's had and it's during ostara which is why i bring it up and they call it Ostara. Oh my God. Ostara. Is that Romani? And um, they say that they're they're trying to erect the Green Man because the Green Man is coming back to the Earth. Which I can, I'm like, okay, cool. Like it's Ostara. It's spring. Green Man kind of got that a little bit, even though Ostara, at least in my understanding of it, is not necessarily about the God. Right. But um, so they build the Green Man out of like all these fucking like bushes and shit, and they need to like kill a virgin and no, they need to stick the virgin inside of it so that. The green man can like kill it and eat it and so he's like this weird man eating apocalyptic oh giant green thing <laughs> oh my God. um that is not what ostara is about no. it's not called ostara and the green man does not want to eat you because your ass is too salty so needed to get that out of the way okay all right good so i haven't you know. watched it so i'm gonna have to check that out it's okay it's okay just get get past all of the inaccuracies or can you just like come in and like I need to know, because I feel like you're a mix between a Zelda and a Hilda, and I need to know which one you think you are, and I just need you to walk into Green Man one day at work, and when you see me, I just need you to, like, toss your hair back and go, praise Satan. Oh, God. Okay? It would make me really happy. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll try. I will try. So that was my tangent about okay. that, but Love it was it. educational, kind of. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> I agree. So, 
Um, Ostara is something that happens generally March 21st. Right. But it's kind of between March 20th and 22nd, generally. Right. right. And it's the spring equinox. It is the day that the sun and and the moon have equal time in the sky. Daytime and nighttime are equal. Mm -hmm. And it is the start of the spring. Right. And when we look at it from a more mythological standpoint... Um, the goddess awakens from her slumber. Right. So when we look at the wheel of the year and where we've kind of been, um, you know, we've talked about Samhain where she goes underworld. Underworld. Right. And then we talk about Yule where the god is reborn. We have Imbolc where, you know, he's kind of growing up. The sun's returning. So, so far it's been very focused on the god and his, his, journey through life of growing up we haven't really heard much about the goddess right and so this is when she gets to return so this is the first holiday of the wheel of the year where she really gets a mention and we see her by the um, awakening of the fertility of the earth Mm -hmm. and so that's why we see the plants we see the sun coming up and and shining on everything and we we get springtime and it's because the goddess is here right exactly anything you want to add um, to that one? Well, I just know that there's a lot of uh, associations with mm-hmm. uh, spring equinox. What is the Strega term for it? Because I can never remember. Yes, it, it is uh, equinos, equinos, no, della primavera. I just remember the primavera part because yeah. I think pasta primavera, and I know that that is not what spring no, equinox no, 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 is no, no, called. No. Yeah. So one more time. I believe it's just I don't know the I don't know if it's Equinosa della Primavera or just della Primavera. Okay. Okay. But it's something along those those words. Yeah. Um, and you know a lot of things that are associated with the spring equinox and with Ostera are seeds, of course, mm-hmm. rabbits, yep. for fertility, um, flowers and plants, of course. So there's a lot of different symbols that people use eggs. Mm-hmm. Which is associated with Ostera as well. Yes. So that that symbols, you know, that symbols like when when we meet for um, our spring equinox, we definitely I hand out seeds. You get to pick seeds with um, with what their uh, intention is or what their attributes are, mm-hmm. and I want my people to like actually plant them and grow them and to manifest what that that attribute is whether it's lust whether it's money whether it's healing whether it's love i get lust every fucking year yeah without fail i've never actually planted the seeds and so i'm going to because i actually have like the perfect flower box to try and plant them but i was really interested to see like am i gonna get the same ones am i finally gonna get something different no i still got lust is that crazy and that's like random you're picking them random yeah because you can't see because they're just sort of old it's like drawing a name out of a hat like you don't see it but so apparently that's just what the goddess is like, hey, Shauna, you need to just be a little bit more freaky. A little bit more lusty. Your your husband would appreciate it oh, yeah. if you stop being such a stickler. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And uh, we also do a plant exchange, and hopefully you get to nourish and grow that plant as well. So. I love that. Um, I'm, a, I'm a really big plant fan. I like being in my garden it's just it's really enjoyable it's, healing. it's very yeah it's very healing very grounding yes um because you connect to the earth and you really connect to those those energies and there's just yes i mean it's not calming if you're me and you have a bug phobia and you're trying <laughs> to plant a fucking tomato plant and then there's a worm and then it's also the end of the world well, so that happens well, but you know yeah 
I mean, <laughs> that's that would ruin it for you, I'm sure, right? But but if people are looking for something really fun to do that's a little bit more social and you guys want to like celebrate um, the equinox with your friends, I think that the seed picking and the plant exchange, it's super fun. It is. And it so is. you have to get a potted plant to bring, but you also have to go look up the attributes of it or what the that correspondence of that plant is to you. Right. Not just be like, oh, here, I bought you this fucking exactly. orchid from trader joe's like you have right. to know what it means right and then I, I feel like i learned something every spring equinox about a new plant yeah so it's, it's really true. nice it's like it's a learning experience for sure yeah um i was gonna say something but i but i went because oh. you're just you're pounding that 40 man you crazy i know because i'm crazy. drinking that beer and it's it's like fucking me up <laughs> um let me let me go back talk and i'll i'll remember i'll remember so another thing that's really popular during Ostara is egg magic, which yes. for those of you that are like, Ostara sounds a lot like the word Easter. It's it does. Because that's kind of where it's derived from. It has a lot of the same um, principles to it because a major idea that's introduced here through Ostara is rebirth. Right. Which is, I, I mean, would it be, is Easter considered the rebirth of Jesus? Like he just comes, but he's only here for he, like three days, right? Something like he resurrects. It's like, a resurrect. Yeah, it's more yeah. of like a resurrection. And that's not necessarily like we use the word rebirth for Ostara, but I kind of feel like it's it's somewhat similar. But more so what you'll see in similarity is the practices, which is egg painting and egg dyeing. Yes. And that was a really big one because eggs are all about birth and they're that symbol of fertility or luck or wealth or anything because it's got the golden treasure inside of it so eggs have a lot of different things and so um eggs were would be painted and decorated with color magic or symbols or whatever people want and that kind of varies by culture on how they were decorated and why right, right. um but they were eaten and they were exchanged on Ostara as talismans of good luck, mm -hmm. um, as well as a way of honoring the goddess Ostara. But here was the cool thing that I saw about it was that eggs were actually used as offerings to the dead where people would paint them and take them to graveyards and leave them on oh, wow. their loved one's graves wow. as a way to summon them back to earth to be reborn again. And be like, here's your egg. We're calling you for your rebirth, like to return to us. Wow. Isn't that that's cool? cool. That's I thought that was cool. actually kind of sweet. Because I feel like, I mean, while I feel ancestors are obviously a really big part of magic, I feel like obviously Samhain is their biggest time that they're really remembered. Yes. And during the more lively holidays, I don't feel like they're, they're maybe remembered or mourned, but not like participating as much, you know? And I thought that was really sweet that to see cool. that. That is really yeah, cool. Yeah, I liked that. Yeah. So here's a fun thing that you can do when it comes to egg magic for the equinox, though. And let, let's just kind of take it back for a second. We talked about in bulk already, and we right. talked about manifesting and thinking about the spring to come. We talked about how all of the farmers back then would take their seeds out to have their seeds blessed. Here's where those blessed seeds actually get planted. And so we get to see this whole life cycle of the of this whole plant too, because it really is very much so a part of the wheel of the year. So, the seeds that you bless, the seeds that you conjured up during in bulk, whether it be you making vision boards or thinking about the things that you want in the year ahead that started at in bulk, now is the time that we plant them. Whether we mean literally planting seeds, um, or if it means planting taking the idea, yes, of 
planting the idea, starting to take that action on your seed. This is when we get to start seeing it grow, which I think is really exciting. And so I think spring is a very exciting time of year because there's like a buzz in the air. The plants want to grow. Everything's just like ready. Yeah. Babies are born. Baby animals Mm -hmm. are born during the spring. It's a very lively new birth, rebirth, new beginnings, new starts, hope. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we have a lot of babies. Like, I, I don't know if any of you guys noticed in February how many birthdays there were. Really? And I always notice that. And if you count back nine to ten months from most February babies' birthdays, you have Beltane. Aha. Uh-huh. Which Makes means sense. I am <laughs> sacred, motherfuckers. Yeah, you're not kidding, right? <laughs> but... We, so, yeah, so it's, like, even just, like, human babies, they're like, especially back in the day, because of how many people were, you know, having a good time at Beltane, we had lots of babies born in February, so we had a little right. couple-week-old babies right now. Yes. So there, there was. There was a lot of Aquarius. new life. <laughs> the superior side, no big deal. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yes, so, I mean, lots of, um, you know, and back in the day, that's what it was all about, fertility, getting the crops to grow. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's how they survived, you know. So plant those seeds, nurture those seeds, grow those plants so you can eat. Yeah. You know? What you can do to grow plants or if you have seeds and stuff like that. I think I got a little distracted. Sorry, guys. I was really, really excited about talking about Beltane. Then you mix it with a white claw. And, <laughs> and gets really convoluted. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, you can take eggs and you can crack them or boil them do whatever you're going to do to eat them um ritualistically for the holiday but if you crack them so that you have like the bottom half of the shell you can actually fill that with soil and use that as your seed starter that's very cool and that's your whole like that's tying so many different elements of ostara into play here and then once it sprouts and stuff then you can just plant the egg and everything into the ground and that's cool the eggshell will give it calcium and feed it so it's a really exciting thing and, you know, there's natural dyes that you can use from from vegetables and stuff like beet juice will dye the eggs red, like all mm-hmm. pinkish color. So there's different, like, plants that you can use to actually, if you want to go all natural, to dye your eggs. Yes, exactly. I've seen some of that. Um, again, Pinterest horror. Yeah. Um, I don't think I saved any of it on Pinterest, but I did see it and I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that's cool. And the natural way of doing it. Yeah, you know? and so. so I think that it's like coffee, tea. I know beets were one of them, but just look them up because yeah. you'll see all sorts of I really know. cool it, things. Yeah, really. It's they amazing. smell better than vinegar does too, just yeah. saying. Yeah. yeah. I remember when I was like 19 or 20, my cousin and I decided that we were going to like be nostalgic and like like kids again and we were gonna dye eggs and you know what man you know what we learn shit's hard and it's tedious and we're like why did we decide to do this this is not fun exactly i mean yeah that's true it is so true well it's a good good uh, little hob, little, what, little project activity. to do. Yeah. yeah, it's a really good activity for the equinox, I think. And um, when, you, when you're when you dyeing your eggs beforehand, you know, you can take a crayon or something to, right. so that the dye doesn't stick to it. But you can draw sigils. That's you true. can write intentions. So if you were going to do, like, a really fun activity with your witchy poo friends or your coven, you can make a bunch of them and have an Ostara egg hunt or something like that. But what it would be is... The blessings like whatever you put on that egg and the sigil or whatever that you set on there before you dyed it that's what your coven member is getting by finding that particular egg and they have to eat it i think that we should totally do that i yeah. think that's really fun that i would also be fun. think just to be dicks there should be one like rotten egg <laughs> <laughs> rotten eggs not good you know i go back to my childhood with um easter time and my mom used to get those little fuzzy chicks you know those little fuzzy tiny mm-hmm. chicks that are made out of like 
fuzz and little wood, you know? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> little fuzzy wooden chicks? Yeah. I thought yeah. you meant like literal chicks at first. No, no, no. So, okay. Like the little decoration toys, right? Uh-huh. And um, you're going to love this story. So anyway. <laughs> oh, boy. But they used to come, back, when I was a kid, they used to come in all different colors. Pink, blue, green, uh, purple, yellow, right? So what I did was, because I loved those little things so much, because they were so freaking cute and fluffy and puffy and They sound chubby. like a Monica thing. Oh, they were so cute. So... What I did was I stored them in my drawer after uh, Easter. And then months later, I guess I'm going in my drawer, and there, oh, there's my baby chicks, and I take it out, and guess what's coming out of it? No, what? A Spiders? Worm. A worm. No! Oh, <laughs> that's so gross. I'm sorry. I had to tell you that story. Oh, that's yeah, that not was, what that I was, was expecting. Oh, that was not cool at all. I was really upset about that. Oh. And then there's those eggs that you don't find that were hidden, that go rotten. Yep. And then you start to smell something. Well, that's why you count them, right? Like, you're supposed yeah. to, like, count them before you hide them. And then after, like, the kids find it, you count them again. Yeah. There was actually a whole Bob's Burgers episode about that. Oh, really? It was hilarious and probably every parent's nightmare. And I'm yep. sure plenty of people have had that happen. I remember being a little kid and not being able to find an egg. Mm-hmm. And I remember my parents were like, no, there, there's another egg somewhere. The Easter Bunny told us you need to go find it. I'm like, I found all of them. Uh, and I never smelled anything. If they, I mean, if it happened, I don't remember. But I remember that was the cause of major concern in the house that day. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because, yeah, that stuff stinks, man. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, boy. There's a lot of really cool recipes, though, um, for different things for Ostara, just because I'm really into cooking and kitchen witchery and one thing that i did see that i did not grab a recipe for but this one is vegan friendly too is hot cross buns okay i did not know that was like an easter ostara type of food yeah i guess so huh um i can't say that i've ever actually had hot cross buns the first like cinnamon buns almost i've only heard of them because when i was in orchestra when i played cello as a kid we had to play like this like warm-up song called hot cross buns oh wow only reason i know about it um but my go-to because for whatever reason, you're allowed to make condiments fancy as long as they're deviled eggs. Uh-huh. And so I love deviled eggs, and those had me really excited. So I don't think I have to share a recipe for that one. It's, you know, yeah, your boiled eggs, easy. you scoop yeah. the yolk, you mash it with Some mayonnaise, and a little salt and pepper, yep, paprika, little paprika, a little mustard, a mm-hmm. little milk, and you're ready to go. Milk? A little bit. Yeah, really? Just so Ricky just stuff. got really excited. He's like, deviled eggs? Did someone say deviled eggs? Yeah, but you know what? Uh, it's a tradition in our family that this goes back to my when I was a kid with my grandmother. I now have named it or renamed this cake or bread choke bread, okay? Oh, oh boy. And so um, every year my aunt would come over and she would like, they would get busy with the dough. And I would just see them kneading and kneading and kneading. And then, then they would put it in a bowl and put a towel over it. And then it would grow. And then they would punch it down and they would do it again. And then they form it into like a ring. Mm-hmm. And in the ring, they put a boiled egg with crisscrosses on top. Mm-hmm. And then you bake it. And it's not very sweet. And I'm sure uh, they sell it, you know, around Easter at bake- Italian delis and bakeries. But it's not... So it's not, I mean, I think every family has their own recipe, you know? And um, mine was, and then after it comes out, then they put icing on it. They put the icing on it, and then they put those sprinkles on it, millions and millions of sprinkles on it. Mm-hmm. So, um, of course, all the members of my family are long gone, and we don't really have the real recipe for it, so we kind of improvise. 
but it's very it's meant to be eaten with coffee dunked in coffee for you know so it's like really dry it's kind of dry so i so call it choke bread. bread yeah okay but i'm really curious like you bake a boiled egg do you all right this is a stupid question do you take it out of the shell first no the egg you don't no you leave it in the shell you don't even uh-huh. it doesn't have to you know you can even if you put it in before you bake it it will bake you don't even have to do a boil it first it doesn't even have to be a hard boil you could just do an egg and then it'll cook when you bake it i'm so intrigued by this right now i'm gonna have to let you taste it because we make it every year okay and uh it's like a takeoff on what my grandmother used to make or my aunt used to make but i love that and you put sprinkles on it? Sprinkles Is that just like an Italian icing. thing where you're yes, just like, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to put as much sprinkles as yeah. I fucking can on everything? Wow. It seems like an Italian yeah, thing. But it's just it's just a good tasting, dipping kind of bread. I love it. It's not too sweet, and mm-hmm. it's not soft. It's kind of like... I'm intrigued. I would like to try yeah. this. Um, yeah. And can I just say that I can't say that I really put sprinkles on anything up until very recently, which was at Yule when I made Struffoli for the first time. Yeah. There is something about just dousing something in spring sprinkles that makes me so stupidly happy. Like there's no reason to be this happy by such a simple act, but it's just like pure happiness. It's great, isn't so it? So I think everyone should just have like a jar of sprinkles in their medicine cabinet just for those days. It's really funny because truthfully, some people say it's a it's a Christmas thing, some people say it's an Easter thing. I think it could be an anytime thing. I think it should be an anytime thing yeah. because uh, didn't you like them? Weren't they good? I did. And like I said, the best part was just dousing them all in sprinkles. Yeah. However, I do have the complaint that nobody helped me really eat all of them. Oh, no? No, which means that I ate all of them <laughs> over like the two days following Yule. I kind of just like would randomly shake them at Ricky or my roommate would be, and I'd be like, Mark, you eat. And he's like, oh my God, why are you like attacking me with fucking sprinkled Honey cookies? Balls. Yeah. And I'm like, help me. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I covet them. When I make a man, I put them in a, in a tin and I take them in my room. No, you can't have any. It's all for me. And I <laughs> one by one eat them. I love them, too. I think it's. I'm going to have to do some baking soon. Oh, boy. We're getting the munchies, guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I I like all the cooking. I, and the, I like the pastel colors of the holiday. And you yes. really do see that in the food as well. Right, right. And I think that's really exciting. Um, I don't really think I have a lot of Ostara or Easter traditions. Not yet, anyway. I feel like as I'm getting older, I'm starting to really commit to uncovering different traditions, whether it be Strega traditions that I find in books or through being with the coven or Mm -hmm. um, just Italian stuff that I've researched or what I come up with on my own. So I'm not sure what it's going to be, but it's going to be something very pastel-y and definitely a mountain of deviled eggs, and I'm sure that will make my husband happy. Yes. Because he's he's a fan. That's good. Very I don't good. think... He, did you ever have deviled eggs before meeting no, me? Huh? No? no. Like I said, you never knew that condiments could be fancy. It's traditional Mexican dish. dish. Yeah. That's true. That it, it really... Now that I think... It's really like... A, it, I don't know where it's they come Amer- from. It American, seems very it's like very Midwestern, American. like American thing. thing. With, um, meatloaf. Uh, meatloaf. The love of your life. Oh. Meatloaf. Yeah, <laughs> you like that meatloaf, huh? I don't. I'm not too fond of and, meatloaf. Um, you never had Manicot. it before. Manigot. Manigot. Yep, there you go. That, that's Italian. That's not. That's American. Italian. Yeah. Well, up until you, I never had it. Oh, wow. I know, but but you gotta grow up with like fucking real tacos and carne asada. So I'm not. I'm not. I don't feel too bad for you. Yeah. <laughs> no arguments. You're like, well. <laughs> Yeah, weep for me. Weep for me. Yeah. <laughs> See? So, um, 
I wanted to talk about the goddesses and just the different things like that that are included and talked about with Ostara because like I said this is the first time that we've like really seen her appearance in the holidays since Samhain right and I think that's kind of interesting because I mean not not all there's there's no right or wrong way to do witchcraft there's none of that but if you really look at a lot of the more uh structured systems of witchcraft they're very much so goddess based mm-hmm. um so it's interesting to see like that she doesn't actually get mentioned till then it was just kind of mm. like things that make you go hmm yeah um so when i first started um studying magic like traditionally and learning about the holidays and stuff like that and i came across ostara the first goddess i heard about is ishtar Ah. is who I would normally hear about but then as I was trying to do some research and stuff like that I started to uncover different things and they are all very different in their own respects of also very similar so we have Ishtar from Mesopotamia I'm gonna say this wrong but it's Estor Esther it's not Esther it's like but it sounds more like Easter almost Estor um she's a Saxon goddess and then we have the Germanic goddess Ostara Mm-hmm. And they are all celebrated on this day. We um, also have Persephone. Right. Because she is the princess of spring. Now, I would normally, and this could just be because of where my studies first took me to, but I have always associated this day with Ishtar. Um, but what I wanted to talk about is Persephone. I feel like she's come up a lot through this podcast <coughs> with our listeners uh, she's somebody of interest to me, and so I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about her because she does have a lot of similarities as far as properties of some of these other goddesses, but this is definitely a time of Persephone because she's the princess of spring. Mm-hmm. And so she is returning to the earth right now, and that is part of what um, Ostara and the spring equinox is all about, is spring coming. Mm-hmm. So the story of Persephone is, first off, when she was younger, she was also known as Kor. Oh. K-O-R-E, or Cora in some places. Okay. But she is the daughter of Zeus, who isn't the child of Zeus, really. Like, mm-hmm. who isn't yeah, he got his around. fucking kid or his baby mama. Yeah. Or both. Yeah. Persephone's both. <laughs> yeah. Um, Zeus and Demeter. So we have the god of the sky and the goddess of the earth. Um, Demeter is like the goddess of the harvest. Mm-hmm. Because we also have Gaia, who's the earth goddess. So there's a lot of different things when right. it comes to earth within this mythology. And I'm going off of Greek mythology. So okay. I know normally I call everyone by their Roman names. Today we're going Greek. Okay. Um, so Hades saw Persephone and was like, oh my god, she's really cute. Mm-hmm. And fell for her and Zeus was like dude that's my daughter you should totally fucking kidnap her like just saying and that's kind of what happened so Zeus kind of instigated and suggested this and so one day when uh, Persephone was out picking flowers there was a split that opened up in the earth which in some accounts they say that Gaia helped kind of coordinate all of this and Mm -hmm. open it up for Hades but nonetheless he rose up out of the earth from the underworld and snagged her Mm -hmm. and he just snatched her and took her to the underworld. No one knew where she was. Where she was, except Hecate. Aha! Uh-huh, of course, she heard the cries of Persephone. In some accounts, she saw it, um, but she didn't say anything. She didn't help. She was just like, "I see this. Mm. I saw what happened." And so then, Persephone is in the underworld where Hades proceeds to rape her, 
marry her. She is also the first victim of Stockholm Syndrome oh. because then she kind of goes, hey, he's not too bad. I kind of like my husband. <laughs> I think I love him. So while that's going on, though, Persephone is also very sad because she is the princess of spring. She misses the sunlight. She misses the flowers. She misses her mom, mm-hmm. you know, because she's down in the underworld. It's dark. It's gross. And, you know, all that stuff. It's very different. And right. so she, you know, so she had a lot of stuff going on and a lot of mixed emotions. Meanwhile, um, up on Earth, Demeter's looking for a daughter. And she's asking everyone. And everyone's like, I don't know. I, have, I haven't seen her. And finally, Hecate comes out of, I think she was like in a cave. I think like her dwelling was like some type of cave or something. Mm. But she comes out of the woodwork. And she's like, hey, I know where your kid is. And tells Demeter like, hey, Hades took her. Like, I saw it or I heard it. Blah, blah, blah. Demeter gets pissed. Mm. And she's like, give me back my goddamn kid. And Hades is like, no. So what does Demeter do? She creates a famine. She does, she says that uh, the earth shall bear no fruit as long as her daughter is in the underworld. So she starts starving all the people of earth and starts killing people wow. through starvation and famine, in which case Hades is now overrun with souls and overrun with people. And he's like, I cannot handle that. I am understaffed. Mm-hmm. So finally, uh, and, uh, some kind of agreement needs to be reached here because this is just too much. Zeus is seeing all the insanity that's going on, and he's like, okay, we need to figure something out. So Hades knows he has to bring Persephone back, and at this point she's actually pretty sad because she's at this point she's in love with him. That's her husband. And um, one rule when you're in the underworld is you can't eat or drink anything because if you do, it binds you to the underworld. So in some accounts, um, she does this just because she's really hungry, um, in other accounts, Hades tricks her, but he gives her pomegranates, and she eats six pomegranate seeds, which now binds her to the underworld, which is why pomegranates are sacred to her. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he, So he takes her back up. They meet with her mom, but surprise, she's now eating food in the underworld, and so she's now bound to the underworld. So the agreement was reached that she will spend six months with her husband and six months with her mom. And in other instances, it's four months with her husband, four months with her mom, four months with Zeus. Mm. Um, So it just kind of depends on which account that you're looking at. But what we're seeing here when we actually look at that is we are looking at the turning of the seasons. Because Mm -hmm. she's got six months in the underworld where the earth does not bear any fruit. And that's when we have our fall and our our winter. And then she returns to her mother now, which we have spring and the summer. Mm -hmm. And so that is the story of Hades and Persephone. Um... And kind of going back to, like, when you were, like, being a fucking G earlier with your cement shoes and your horse heads and your 40s. um, Persephone does have a story where she, like, kind of shows, like, I'm a bad bitch. Don't fuck with me. And before Hades fell in love with Persephone, he had a love affair with a nymph named Menth. Oh. And so he was, like, hooking up with Menth once in a while and stuff. She was kind of hot, blah, blah, blah. And then he sees Persephone. All of this ensues. So he ditches Menth. And she gets pissed and she gets really jealous. And so first she like starts kind of being a loud mouth and she's like, I'm cuter. I'm cooler. Like Persephone has ugly dark eyes, like whatever, he'll be back. And when he seems like his attention really is all up on Persephone because he legit does fall in love with her and Menth tries to seduce him. And Persephone sees it and went, uh, no. And turned Menth into a mint plant. Oh, wow. And there's even in like one account, like I love the wording in it where they, it it was basically, I'm going to see if I can find it here so I can kind of give you guys a reference of where I read it. 
But basically that Persephone turned menth into the mint plant. And it says here, and from the earth spray, the weak herb that bears her name. And oh, I was wow. like, oh, damn, that's shade. Um, I actually found that off Wikipedia. And it's in the words of the Strabos account is where I found it, Strabos. Um, but I thought that was a really interesting thing because when we think of Persephone, we think of usually a young maiden or mm-hmm. someone really delicate and pretty and, oh, I got kidnapped. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, you don't really think of, like, this badass no, bitch. Don't. But, and yeah, she is really delicate and she, she does symbolize rebirth and all of these other things. But she's still the queen of the underworld and she's got that side to her. Mm-hmm. So it's like, watch out. But I love that the duality yes. that she has there. Um Things that are sacred to Persephone that are, are most known is the pomegranate, but we also have, I thought this was cool, the animals sacred to her are monkeys, parrots, black rams, and bats. Oh, wow. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, she also, one of her sacred plants is lily of the valley, which I know is one of your favorites. Yes. As well as lavenders, daisies, narcissus, and willow trees, and ivy. And I'm trying to see... I feel like, oh, vanilla. Oh. Vanilla was another thing that's sacred to her. So I thought that's cool. So you can kind of call on her for rebirth um, when you're dealing with death as well because she is the queen of the underworld. Um, she's the goddess of spring, which also means like fertility, livelihood. Right. Yes. She's definitely very feminine. But I also think that you can call on Persephone when you need um, help with your empowerment because she, first off, she's very dual. She's got a lot going on. She balances all of it. But this is something that I have to give our mysterious coven sister credit for. Because I was talking to her about Persephone. And she's, she pointed this out. Is that Persephone, as far as goddesses go, especially ones that are married, like she's got a lot of power. Mm-hmm. Hades gives her a lot of power and basically like equal rule over the underworld. And she rules it very firmly. And so when you need to get into either, like, honing in on your shadow side, because Persephone definitely has accepted that, like, dark goddess aspect of herself, but also her power. And, like, she has her reign. Mm -hmm. And so I think when you need to kind of come into those parts of you, like, you can ask her for help there. Okay. Great. And so she she is one of the goddesses that we do observe during this time. But we do see one of the more lighter sides of her because she is the princess of spring. So we see more of that, like, almost, like, maiden-y aspect. Right. Right. So that – and that's Persephone, who I think is super awesome and badass and – I kind of imagine her as someone that kind of looks like Lydia Dietz from Beetlejuice, but like with the pomegranate and maybe with some red accents. That's that's kind of what I see. I thought, I mean, I picture her with blonde hair. I think she, well, I know that she's noted for having her dark eyes. I think she's noted for having dark hair, really? too. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm thinking blonde for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know. It's interesting. I think when I think blonde hair, I think like more like Aphrodite and Venus. Oh, maybe. Aphrodite and Persephone got beef too. What? Aphrodite and Persephone got beef too. They've gotten in a couple arguments over Adonis. Oh, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Adonis is is their their dude, and where once again Zeus had to come in and be like, "Ladies, ladies, ladies, calm down, calm down. <laughs> let's not go." There. Why are you fighting over him instead of fighting over me? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Zeus gets around. Zeus gets around. Yeah, it is a great season. So for everybody out there, do the little things you know to bring in that that new birth or, you know, like plant some seeds, grow some 
vegetables, you know, do something springy and, and ground. Oh, this is what I wanted to say. You know where the word grounding com- comes from? No. It actually is um, means when you go outside, take off your shoes and walk on the earth, mm-hmm. it actually has a physical effect on your body. Do you know that? And that's why it's called grounding. And it makes you, like, it stabilizes something inside of you. Like, it puts all your, you know, the yin-yang, whatever going on, the, the chakras. And, yeah, so walk around barefoot as long as it's safe. And, yeah, that's called, that's why they, they call it grounding. Is that why Hawaiian people are so relaxed? Because we just walk Probably. around without shoes on all the time? Probably, because, <laughs> yeah. I think it's something, and I could be wrong, but I do remember seeing, like, this little chart or something that would float around online that I would see that talked about, like, reflexology points oh yeah oh yeah feet and how they're like triggered through like walking barefoot yeah that's the case i should be a lot more calm because i'm kind of a chihuahua where i'm just constantly shaky and anxious but i walk around barefoot all the time i must be be on the earth has to be on the earth not walking on the earth enough and i'm probably rocking walking on the wrong points i'm like reflexology (laughs) being like my anxiety point over and over it's true because all the points are on your feet it's true which is really interesting. I it think is. that's really interesting. So I think so too. I think everyone should like just get encourage a foot rub. Them, yeah, to encourage themselves to get <laughs> you more hear foot that? massages. Foot rub, Ricky. Foot yeah, rub. Ricky foot rubs. <laughs> no comment from no the comment. He's he's not amused by that. He no. doesn't care about holistic healing enough to uh oh wow but be down with foot rubs. Yeah, I mean <laughs> it's great though. It's great. Feels great too. Foot rubs are life. I'm yeah. all about them. Yeah. Um. Yes, plant seeds. So what I wanted to say about that, we talked about how it's it's very symbolic of in bulk how we we had our seeds, we bless them, now we plant them, right? And, and we nurture know. them, and you watch them grow, and yeah. as it grows, whatever that's that plant represents, you get to manifest. Exactly. So think about what your intentions were for in bulk. If you didn't really set any intentions, or you're you're kind of new to all of this, or just finding this, think about what your New Year's resolution was. You know, and like think about the the intentions behind that and do some research on the energies of different plants and different plants that grow wherever you are in the world Mm -hmm. and find one that most matches what your resolution was Mm -hmm. and plant that one. Mm. And what you'll start seeing is subtly over the years you nurture this plant and you watch it grow. You're going to watch that intention unfold in your life. That's right. And, you know, hopefully you'll be able to keep the plant alive and then you can actually use it in spell work or just connect with the spirit of that plant so that it can help you as well. And then you're going to start to see like your big harvest where it's not so subtle and you start to get a reaper rewards in the fall. That's right. So take this plant with you throughout the the wheel of the year and learn about this plant spirit so that you have a new ally to keep under your belt. And I will be checking in with my coven to see if they planted their seeds. They never do. I don't get it, but they never do. <laughs> do you plant yours though? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm bad too. But no, I I thought you have a couple times though, because I'm like I'm I always mean to and I never do. But this yeah. time I have my yeah, flower I'm, box. I've got it. I'm bad at starting things from seeds, but I'm gonna try it. Like I said, just put them, put the seeds in in between a paper towel, wet paper towel, put it in a plastic bag, put it in a dark space for about a week and a half, and you'll see little sprouts growing. That's the easiest way to do it. Dark space? You put them in a dark space? Dark space so they can germinate, yes. Okay. Oh, so they don't need, well, yeah, I guess they wouldn't need sunlight, right? Well, they're they're going to get the sunlight after you plant them. Yeah, because I mean, when seeds are in the dirt, they don't get sunlight either, right? Yeah, true. Well... We're going to see. I'm going to be manifesting some lust, apparently, because the goddesses said I've needed it for like the past fucking five years or something. Let's see how green your thumb is. We shall see. Challenge 
challenge accepted. Challenge. Dum, dum, All right. Are you ready for your shout-outs? I am. I want to shout-out to Storiana. She came with me and spent the whole day with me. Uh, pain. It was painful trying to get it out of the car yesterday. And, you know, we, we were hungry. And thank you, Storiana. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Storiana is such fucking cool people yeah she's also hypnotherapist yep she's a hypnotherapist and while i still haven't had a session with her i have to say she has the most calming demeanor yes she does of anybody i've ever met like she's just so bubble and mellow so i'm i would assume just from that i'm singing her praises that she must be an excellent hypnotherapist um the two times that i have had alien Anything experiences have been with Stoyana. One time she came in for a reading. I was like a psychic fair. She's like, hey, like, I'm just going to get a reading with you. And she sits down. We start the, I start the reading and I close my eyes and I see this little alien face. Like, I, just, I see it. And I open my eyes. And I was like, God damn it, Stoyana. And she just started laughing. Oh, wow. Like, she knew what it was because we all know how much I just do not do yeah. aliens. <laughs> and she thought it was so funny. Like she was just like she was just like crying, laughing. It was it was not that funny. Yeah. yeah. Um. Then the second time was recently. I had this dream that I was trying to talk to somebody and tell them that they were like star seeds, and that they have to look up what star seeds are and what planet they're really from. And I was lucid enough in my dream that I was like, Why would I be doing this in my dream? Like I don't right. talk about this stuff. Like this is so not me. Why am I dreaming this? And then the next day, Stoyana, like, moseys into work. She's like, hey. And I'm like, it's you. Yeah. yeah. So that was kind of interesting. Stoyana is awesome people. Yep. I love her. Even if she does bring aliens around me, I will I will forgive it, but only from her. Who's your shout out to? My shout out. I have two. Okay. And it's to my friend Erica. Okay. She is just super awesome, and I love her. <laughs> and I am. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about that. I am kidding. <laughs> This white claw's hitting me. That was yeah. just way funnier than it needed to be. Yeah. Sorry. I couldn't control myself. <laughs> so my shout out to my friend Erica. She's super cool. And like we like clicked like the second we met. Um weirdly like clicked. Like I think we must have like known I think we knew each other in past life or something. Like she's just super cool people. But um my real shout out is to her daughter Sophie. Because I called her. Now, I've never met Sophie. Not yet. And I called, and apparently Erica and Sophie listen to the podcast. And Erica answers the phone, and Sophie can hear me. And she's like, is that Shauna? Because Sophie knows our voice. Oh, wow. That's so cool. So I think that's awesome. Sophie just had a big birthday and all this exciting stuff that she's been accomplishing. So my shout-out is to Erica and to my little buddy, Sophie. Hey, guys. There you so, go. Thank you, everyone. Stay tuned uh, for our Ask a Straight mini show that we have coming up in a couple days. Don't forget to join our private Facebook group, Wine Spirits and Witches, because then you get to interact with me and Monica and the rest of your internet, WSW Coven. And I've had so much fun. We've had so many interesting posts. Yes, we and have. People sharing pictures and asking questions, and it's been awesome. Yes, it has. And don't forget that you can send um, a $1 Venmo submission to at Intuitive Shauna to enter our monthly reading raffle to win a reading with me and Monica. Yes, do it. So do it. Let's get witchy, motherfuckers. Yes. Plant those seeds. <laughs> yes. Plant those seeds. Manifest all the things. And on that note, merry meet. Merry part. And merry, merry meet, meet again. again.